A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in the boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord We return to the Gospel of Mark. Jesus' ministry begins abruptly, and he calls others to join him. Mark moves quickly. Just five verses earlier, Jesus came from Nazareth and was baptized by John. Verse 10, On coming up out of the water, Jesus saw the heavens being torn open, and the Spirit, like a dove, descending upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. Verse 12, At once the Spirit drove him out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for forty days, tempted by Satan. He was among the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. In these four verses, Mark is retelling the story of Israel. Jesus comes up out of the water. Of course, this is the waters of the Jordan River where John is baptizing. But water has an ancient memory in Israel. The children of Israel were brought up out of the place of death through the waters of the Red Sea. Coming up out of the water is a birthing image. God is bringing a new people to birth, bringing them up out of slavery and death. They journeyed 40 years in the desert and then entered the promised land. After 40 days in the wilderness, Jesus came into the promised land proclaiming the gospel of God. Notice Jesus is not proclaiming something about God. He is proclaiming the gospel, the good news of God. And what is this good news? God brought us up out of Egypt, that place of enslavement and oppression. The fact that God would do this shows us that God likes us. God wants us to have life and have it abundantly. This is the story that we hear in our first reading from the book of Jonah. God calls Jonah to go and preach repentance to the people of Nineveh. Jonah doesn't want to go, because he knows that if God is sending him to preach good news to the people of Nineveh, it means that God likes them, too. God's desire for them 
is that they be set free from all the things that narrow and constrict their lives, which is exactly what happened. In the portion of the story that we read today, the people of Nineveh believe God and repent. God, too, changes his mind. The only person who doesn't change is Jonah. The Assyrians are bitter enemies of Israel. Jonah does not want to see the people of Nineveh repent and change. Jonah would rather see them dead. When we're close to those in pain, their need evokes love in us. When we watch the news, for example, and witness the suffering of people all over the world, we cannot remain unmoved. It draws us into their experience of fear and pain. That's what teaches us how to love. When God called Jonah to go to Nineveh, Jonah rose up to flee from God. He got into a boat going in the opposite direction. God sent a mighty wind on the sea. The storm was so overwhelming, the sailors were frightened to death. But Jonah was asleep inside the boat. Now the captain of the ship calls out to Jonah. In the Jewish Midrash, the rabbis reflect further on this conversation. The captain says to Jonah, Here we are, standing between death and life, and you are asleep. Get up, call on your God. Aviva Zornberg, a contemporary Jewish biblical writer, suggests that to flee from God is to refuse to stand between death and life. The opposite of the flight from God, she writes, is, in a word, prayer. When we allow ourselves to be addressed by the God who called us into being, we discover that our hearts have become too small. James Allison says that forgiveness always looks like the breaking of a heart because we're being given a bigger heart. God is stretching our hearts wide enough to include in our embrace all those whom God loves. Nadia Bowles-Weber wonders if maybe good news is only good news if it's good news for everyone. Today's gospel begins, After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the gospel of God. Jesus stands in the vulnerable human place between life and death. John has been arrested. Already in the opening verses of the gospel, we see the shadow of the cross. Jesus is proclaiming good news in Galilee, around Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. He doesn't proclaim the good news in Jerusalem. He does not go to the royal and priestly center where the wise and learned are to be found. Jesus starts with people on the margins. Andrew and Simon, James and John, all of them are fishing, casting their nets into the sea. 
Jesus is fulfilling God's mission of bringing people up from the land of Egypt, out of death and into life. The same verb is used for bringing fish up and bringing people up from the land of Egypt. Come, follow me. I will make you fish for people. In his 2017 TED Talk, Pope Francis reminds us that each and every one of us is precious and irreplaceable in God's eyes. And then he went on, A single individual is enough for hope to exist. And that individual can be you. And then there will be another you, and another you, and it turns into an us. And so, Francis asks, Does hope begin when we have an us? No. Hope began with one you. When there is an us, there begins a revolution.